Welcome to From the Streets to the Pulpit. Tonight we're going to talk about the old-fashioned self-respect. Where did it go? I remember when I was about 12 years old, this old white guy went to the side. I was on my way to school. He said, I see you walking by here every morning. You're neatly dressed and well-grown. Then he started telling me about the measures of a man. And to this day, I still carry that conversation with me. He stopped to converse with me. He thought enough of me to stop to impart knowledge and wisdom to me. He respected me enough to share one of my life lessons with me. I experienced a time when respect was given to every and anyone. We greeted each other. We opened doors. More importantly, we respected ourselves. A thing of the past until now. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Good evening. Oh, hello. Husband, hey, how Ms. are Quick, you? How are you? I'm well, thank you. All right, yeah, let's get right to it. Where where did the self respect go? I think one of the problems today is is that we um, we don't have instant instances like that anymore where where people um Stop you and impart just a little bit of wisdom or even pay you a compliment. We don't have that anymore because people get offended quickly. You know, as soon as you say, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir, um, they almost respond like it's an inconvenience or as if you are um, trying to get their attention to, to scold them or something. It's It's like, yeah. You know, they're not friendly. They're not open. So um, that's, I think that, you know, when it comes to imparting wisdom upon our neighbors, you know, people get offended easily. So it's, um, you know, you kind of refrain from doing such thing. And I think part of that um, reason, part of that is the reason why, we're losing self-respect or, you know, we have a lack of self-respect because we don't have the opportunities to receive compliments like we used to. And we don't have the people to pay in the compliments like they used to get. So I think part of that contributes to the lack of self-respect or to the loss of self, self-respect. Um, another, another reason for the loss of self-respect is simply because our parents aren't teaching it. You know, our parents just don't, you know, the the generation gets younger and younger with with having children. And um, if you haven't had the opportunity to learn self-respect, it's not anything that you can teach. Um, And so, you know, the self-respect within the household is we're losing it because we don't know how to teach it. 
parents aren't teaching it. It's not being imparted into our children. So with that being said, quite naturally, once they go into the streets, they're not taking it with them because they're not getting it initially from the house. They're not getting it at home. Right, right. You know, you can't you can't teach anybody anything that you haven't learned yet, you know, and and don't get me wrong, for those who are out here and they're choosing, either choosing or, you know, um, not planning to have children at the age of 16, 17, and those youthful ages where life should still be so wonderful, um, you know, Forgive me if I offend you because if, if you know, you've had a choice or you made a choice to have a baby at a young age, then great for you. Um, all I'm saying is that as a young girl and young man um, or young lady and young man, you know, there are things at, at, in those teenage years that we haven't learned. Um, and even if we have learned them, then we haven't had the opportunity to put them to use. And so we don't teach self-respect because we don't have or don't know or don't understand self-respect. And we're passing that on to our children. As for, you know, the older generation, again, I think it's a matter of, people being so busy kind of minding their own business and doing their own thing that, you know, they don't take the time to stop to pay a compliment um, to anyone anymore or to, you know, like, like your situation, that that conversation that you had back in your day, that actually helped you build self-respect to get a compliment on the way you carry yourself at 12 years old. That's huge. So that made you feel, that made you take pride in how you looked every morning when you got up and got yourself ready for school. That made you appreciate, you know, the the nice clothes that your parents bought and, you know, different things like that to make you look the way you do to get that compliment, to get that wisdom. Well, absolutely. And also being raised by you know, my grandparents, that played a part as well because you're not going to be disrespectful and live in this house. That was one of the things that I that I heard that stuck with me. You know, mm-hmm. um, you're going to speak you're going to put on your 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 happy face or what have you. Uh, fake it till you make it. You're not going to walk around here like the world owes you, owe you someone. So going into adulthood, you still carry those things with you. I started cussing when I was five years old. No adult has ever reported to our elders 
they hurt me because. Because respectful to others. You know your environment. You know, you know, kept a wonderful open. Who could hear you? Who are within earshot of your verbiage. So I, I'm I propped up on that, you know. Uh, my girlfriend will tell you in all my years, all my days, I've never talked to her. She may be wrong, but I didn't feel that it was worth the the back and forth. So I say all that to say because I respected the lessons that was given to me. It became a part of me. So because I respected myself, I wasn't going out here to look bad. I wasn't going to make my family look bad. I wasn't going to make our name look bad. You know what I mean? Because remember, you're if you got a whooping or a beating or a spanking or what have you by your neighbor, that was for the offense that you committed. When you got home and got that whooping, it's because the neighbor had to beat you. And you are giving these people room to think that you don't have any home training. So, there was so much, many different levels of accountability. There was many different levels of respect. And we threw it all into to one pot, the self-respect pot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And here we are today, to your point, we don't have that anymore. Freedom of expression. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Look how you want to look. Be who you want to be, male or female, black or white, or what have you. That bothers me. Right, I can do that. You know, and and you know, so I guess the the unfortunate part is when you think about self respect, um, not only do you have to think about what the lack of self respect actually does to your character. How do you build character with no with a lack of self respect? How do you know who you are with the lack of self-respect? How do you know where you're going? How do you know where you're going to be, what you're going to do? Um, I think that having self-respect, like we just spoke about it um, on many different calls now. Well, we, we haven't had a full conversation on it, but we've mentioned on many different calls now about the foundation and just getting back to the basics and building the foundation and if I believe that self-respect is part of the foundation, and if that's missing, then your foundation isn't as strong. And the foundation is basically that builds the core of who you are. 
So with the lack of self-respect, who are you really? Now, there was a call um, a couple weeks ago, maybe, and it was mentioned about the lack of respect in the home. So Mm -hmm. if mom is calling you out of your name, then that becomes your norm. So you don't have self-respect to start because there is no respect imparted in you from the start. So if mom calling right. you heifer, wanks, bitch, what have you, she just nullifies. That self-esteem, self-respect, everything. Mm -hmm. So now when you go out to the world, that's cool. Because that's all that you you know. All that you know, right. So even let's take it a step further. When you have a, you know, you talk about um, self-respect from that that perspective of parents, talking to the children or talking down to the children. Let's talk about the respect in the home um, from between two-parent household with husband and wife where the lack of self-respect exists. Do you think that if a husband and wife have a lack of, of a lack of respect for each other, do you think that they can effectively teach their children how to respect themselves? No, absolutely not. No, because your example goes a lot further than what you say. Right. So it's not just parents talking down to the children. It's it's all around. It's when we talk about the household, we talk about the respect between husband and wife, we we talk about the respect between um, father to son, mother to son, mother to daughter, you know, all the way around, the respect between each other, um, and in its entirety, you know what I'm saying? Um, So you, when you look at teaching respect, um, you have to be able to respect everyone in your household in order to have a child or to raise a child to fully understand what self-respect is because isn't part of respecting someone else is knowing how to respect yourself? Absolutely. I do believe that in order for... You, in order for me to demand respect from you, I have to show you how to respect me in the way that I walk to you, in the way that I greet you, in the way that I look in your eyes, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Mm -hmm. 
We don't have that anymore. The, the art mm-hmm. of shaking hands has been blown out of the water. Doesn't even exist, does it? You go shake somebody's hand and they're sweaty and they give you two fingers to shake. What is that? What is now you're that? talking about a boy. A boy. Or even I you know, I've even had to shake um hands being in the customer service when I used to work in that field, shake hands of men who had a limp handshake. My handshake's stronger than some men handshakes out there. So, you know, it is is one of those things that's it's not, like you said, it's not taught anymore, you know. I learned how to shake a hand when I was in middle school. And um close family friend was a car salesman. And I was very timid, but I was a cheerleader. Um, kind of weird, but I was. And so he came into the house and he was talking to my grandma and my auntie and stuff. And... um he never forget. He stood there right there in the kitchen and showed me how to shake a hand and taught me, you know, so you grab the hand tight, he said, Don't don't let you don't let your wrist limp, you know, hold it firm. And when you shake somebody's hand, you look them in the eye. Now, obviously I'm a female, so I'm not saying that that's not a skill that we don't need to learn because I believe we do. Um but I think it's even more important for the boys to learn how to properly shake a hand because I feel like if I can do it, you're supposed to be doing it as a boy. I don't want to shake no man's hand and it be limper than mine or, you know, just almost like a high five, so to speak. I agree. I run into that all the time when dealing with, an adult male and the handshake is in there. It's almost like, you know what? Uh, we just need to fist bump, bruh. Because it ain't there. I want to respect you. But I'm going to respect you more than you respect yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's scary to me. It's it, almost odd. It, it is. It is. And it's not just that. You know, I um, had a conversation with Sonaday, and we were talking about girls. And um so I was asking him about a couple girls that we had seen last year at the open house that we didn't see this year, and and she's black. And then you know he had said I don't I hardly even talk to any of the black girls at my school, and I said well why? And he said because he was like they're they're annoying. He was like they try to be ghetto and they're not ghetto. You know he said their their voice they change their voices they be, you know, acting. Different and stuff. He was like, it's a, it's really annoying. So I thought to myself, like, say, wow, that's a little disheartening. Coming from my black son to his black mama, like you, you get annoyed by black girls. But you think about it. At this age, you know, if 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 they're able to recognize that 
a young lady or a young girl has no or a little self-respect for who she really is or, you know, in trying to be something that they're not, you know, you you can immediately tell that it's broken. Um, and nothing against anyone's family. The way you raise your children is the way you raise your children. However, when you teach your children self-respect, they don't have to act like they're ghetto when they're not or they're suburban and they're not. They don't have to change their voice to try and be something they're not. They can stand confident in who they are because self-respect actually helps them with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's not something that we notice, you know, like our children are, you know, they're, they're noticing it as well. Well, I believe that it's primarily because they see the respect. They see more so what's different than them. Hold that thought. I'm going to let you respond. But first, we're going to introduce our caller. Caller 5089. Your mic is live from the streets to the pulpit. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity and the time to uh, uh, share my thoughts and, you know, kind of communicate to not only the masses, but also to you all. So I appreciate everything that you guys are talking about. And it's a learning experience for myself as a father of a five-year-old and a young lady, um, a a three-month-old little girl. Now, um, I, you know, wonder how do I teach my children, you know, and uh, Miss Quick, I appreciate you for, you know, kind of sharing that about your son, but I feel like a lot of parents don't really know, you know, kind of how to guide their children because they haven't been guided themselves. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. On, in a sense of like, they only know it from what, from the environment that they've grown up in, but Mm -hmm. in a sense of, um, you know, being able to teach their children what not to do, it's kind of like if all they see on television or listen to, you know, is a certain way, then even though they may go to a different style, different culture, different um, atmosphere school, you know, this is what in in a sense is respected amongst the masses is if I talk Mm. like this or act like that type deal. I mean, it blows my mind when I watch, uh, and I I have to confess this, but I I sometimes sit and laugh at my wife watching these, you know, housewives or, you know, uh, whatever county or whatever, you know, area type deal, whatever city, because it's mind-blowing how they're projecting to everyone the attitude and the – in the way that, in a sense, our young women or we hold ourselves to, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I agree case. with that. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. So there's there's just a lack of, you know, when you talk about, you know, kind of like where did the self-respect go, it's kind of almost um, thought of the respect was not, like we don't know how to teach respect. In a sense, we were taught it from our grandparents, but our parents, well, I'm going to say my parents didn't necessarily teach me and tell me, explain that, hey, this is how, you know what I'm saying, you'll teach your children. It was just something that I understood from my grandmother or my grandfather that was expected. 
type deal. Mm-hmm. And it's allowed me to, you know, continuously be successful in different situations, you know. Um, but, like, but if you don't know, you only know what you know. That's true. And you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So those girls probably thinking, man, you know, your your son is going to find them attractive if they act like, you know, the girls that are popular in in the social realm, you know, in the I realm, in the I'm right. focusing on me, not necessarily you, you know. Yes. Unfortunately, but those – but those other girls might have somebody teaching them, like, step by step, hey, this is how you carry yourself. You don't have to act like this or do this or do that for attention. You just be yourself because we got you. You know, mm-hmm. let me give you something else. I think you know the self-respect. You see it. You see the mm-hmm. carry yourself with dignity. I think that programming that you're watching is lowering your standards, make it more mm-hmm. unacceptable in a normal sense to acceptable. Now, it's okay for somebody to call you a bitch because that's what you see on TV. That's the norm. Mm-hmm. So, you impart what you know was right, and he and she will see how you treat mom. Mm-hmm. That's the example. That's the foundation. Yeah, yeah. You lead by example. I can lead tell by you better example. Than I tell you. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But but you know what's funny about that though? A lot of us don't know that. A lot of us don't understand mm-hmm. that. And when we get to a position of, uh, I don't want to say success because I mean success could be anything. But like when we get to a position where we feel like we've obtained certain things, it's mm-hmm. almost like you look around and you say, "Man, the people that I grew up with aren't right here with me." So I'm having to learn something from somebody. Outside of my my core, mm. am I am I willing to with you? say that again? The person that you were born with is there with you. It's yourself. Ah. but but yourself can only. Te- I mean, like, how can you teach yourself in a sense aside from experiencing different just just crazy differences. I mean, I read mm-hmm. in your, um, in kind of what you uh, wrote prior to the podcast or prior to this conversation, talking about how a gentleman, you know, I think you said it was a Caucasian guy. Let me see. Oh, guy. Yes. He had, you know, kind of approached you and stopped you to impart some knowledge within you. Well, if no one does that, you know, and you're from an area that, you know, they're looking at you like you're just supposed to know because you're here, it's, it's very troublesome in a sense. But, I mean, I have an opportunity. You, Go ahead. What you failed to mention is he complimented me on the way I dressed and the way I was groomed. Mm-hmm. Because there. 
and stop me and clean me up. He complimented on the foundation. Correct. Because if you know my people, like starch and iron, creases, mm-hmm. you dig like full shoes, yep. play shoes type thing. So when you mm-hmm. step out, you got to represent us the way that we taught you. So he just complimenting mm-hmm. or expanded the foundation. Correct. Which is a lost art, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which is a lost art, by the way. And this Definitely. new culture of, you know, kid, of, you know, teenager, of youngster, it's kind of like, hey, be free, you know. Hey, I know gra- I know moms and dads, gra- grandma and grandpa used to always make me starch my clothes, but guess what? That's not really what's popular, what's cool. You want to be cool, you want to be in the in crowd, you do you. Yeah. So the whole aspect of what you're talking about as far as the foundation that was set, I don't know who set that foundation for you, but that foundation that is set is not amongst the masses. You know, I mean, in particular, if you look at those that are successful, kind of have, I mean, and, and it's not a bad thing, not a knock, because, you know, once you're free, you do what you do, right? But, like, those that are successful have decided to do what they do and not think about the lasting impression on those that don't have what they have. Like, if I got $100 million, I can do what I want to do. I can grow my beard out. I can, you know... I can curse, I can, you know, I can tell somebody I really don't care about, you know, you or anything that you're doing. But for the person that doesn't have $100 million in the bank, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that is looking up to you and watching you say and do these things, they're like, man, that's powerful. He got it. But they don't understand that he got it because he doesn't have to answer, in a sense, to anyone any, at that point, at that mm-hmm. financial level. Yeah, so you think that when people you you think that um, finances once you reach a certain level in finances, you do you think that we also lose the ability to teach or we lose the motivation to teach our children self respect simply because you know I, I got a hundred mil, I ain't got to answer to nobody, and truthfully, neither do you. So, mm-hmm. you know, you want to walk out here looking like that? That's cool because I'm the boss. Yep. No. I call it a little bit of that woke movement. I call it a little bit of that mm-hmm. woke movement. We woke. Like, be you, do you. Because you in yeah. control. You the man. You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Have you put yourself in position to be the man yet? Right. Right. No. You still step out and represent me. Exactly. I may and say screw you. I may have screw you money. Mm-hmm. But when you step out, you represent me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. And because mm-hmm. I have this, people are going to look at you differently. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need you to make sure that the light that they see you in is the likeness of me. Mm-hmm. 
I call it a brand. I call it a brand. Right. It's a mm-hmm. brand. You know, are are you you know like like think back in a sense. You remember that? You remember those? Y'all remember those wristbands? What would Jesus yeah. do? Mm-hmm. It was it was a brand, right? It was a brand. It was the Jesus brand of, hey, I'm about to make this decision. What would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like to me, it should be whatever decision you make. Man, what would my pop say? What would my mom say? Mm. What would what mm. would they? How would they look at this? You know, decision that I'm about to make, and would it be representing of what they taught me, or would it be representing of you know a, or would it be demonstrative or take away from the brand? Mhm. Mhm. The family's brand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's simple, as in how you. Converse or communicate or interact. It's classmates. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there's no wait till you become an adult and exercise this. No, right. no, no. I need you to start at the youngest level, the lowest level. So when you become an adult, it's already mastered. Mm-hmm. And you won't impart from it. Exactly. The foundation is set. The foundation is mm-hmm. set. Foundation oh. is set. The foundation is taught, which is what you were doing. Go ahead. How do you, I guess the question would be, how do you impart self-respect? Um, how do you do it? Because obviously I think right now we can all agree that you know the the teaching aspect is is lost, and it's it's not mm-hmm. you know the the bar has been lowered and and things aren't as they used to be. So how do you teach self respect in a world that's become so lackadaisical? First, I, I mean, if you're asking, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go first, ahead. I would um had a conversation and show you and explain to you. Why I move, why I speak, why you know I dress the way that I do. Some kids may need to see that that you have made it mm-hmm. in order for all this to have weight. Mm-hmm. Case okay. But you got to have a conversation. One of the issues that I see, we're not conversing anymore. I mean, mouth-to-ear mm-hmm. conversation, not mm-hmm. texting and tweeting. I'm talking about just a simple handshake, sit down, and express the art of conversation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I, I, I get a, I get an opportunity to interact with a client every single day. And one of the main things that I tell them as far as if our business is going to be successful together, that we have to communicate. Mm-hmm. And right. I often, uh, you know, I, I joke with them and say, hey, you know, I'm celebrating 13 years of marriage this year. And year number one, I learned that communication was key because there's mm-hmm. a lot of assumptions that are made in between yeah. You're assuming that you're you're assuming that I'm going to do this. I'm assuming you're going to do that. 
and it's all because of the backgrounds that we were brought up in. Not, but, but, but it's not. But we didn't. We all weren't brought up in the same background. If that, right. if that makes sense, you know what I mean. Like so, you know, communication is key. But then you look at the um, idea of honestly, after ten years is when I kind of really started diving into it deep and found out communication wasn't the only thing that was key. Effective communication. Because I could talk to you all day. I could talk to you all day, right? Yeah. So. You know, we can email, we can we can text back and forth, but the effective communication is going to be the thing that you know, like the the knowledge of active listening. You know, spending that time with your children. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of there's. I mean, I have a I, I often have conversations with people that talk about man, you know, where the kids these days are. You know, on their phone, they're watching videos. Check this out. They're actually watching videos. They're watching other people playing games on video. Mm-hmm. Hold on, so they're not playing. So they're not playing the game. They're watching other people play the game. Wow. Mm-hmm. How disconnected, right? So it's the idea that if they would, you know, if we initiate, I'll say we initiate, you know, these, these better than words, we initiate the conversation and have effective communication, you know, to where they understand that it's not a – and for us, it's really – if we say it, it's been said. It's on them to listen. Well, you know, they listen more than we give them credit. Uh-huh. So say it. Just say it. Yeah, it's on us and to I say it. And I promise if you say it more than once – it is something. Uh-huh. They listen, but see, here's the thing. Like, you know, in another conversation with the boy, he was like, Mom, you just don't realize, you know, you and dad style of dressing, your whole way of dressing, it's just outdated. Don't nobody dress like that no more. You know, if I walk out of here with my clothes are clean, I got basketball shorts and a T-shirt, I look good. Really? Girls don't care. Well, no. Well, when I went to the school today, open house, truth be told, he right. Because some people, you know, some of the the dudes wake up, look like, I mean, come to school. Yeah, it was early in the morning, but they looked like they rolled out of bed. It was raining. They didn't have no socks on. They had on the little slide, you know, sandals Mm -hmm. or whatever. Had basketball shorts, you know, some. I mean, I'm looking like if I had stepped up close enough, I probably could have seen that the eyes were still nasty from the sleep last night. I mean, that's just how, and honestly, that's most of them. Not just, it's not limited to a specific race. It's it's just most mm-hmm. of their generation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my dog, you know, like, okay, I see what's happening. Um, and the sad thing is, is I'm saying, you know, like for me, the first thing that I look at if I'm checking out a guy, I'm looking at your feet because if your shoes ain't clean, then I'm stopping right there. Well, now, mm-hmm. you know, you know, to see it, see a dude in sandals <laughs> with no socks and stuff. I mean, I guess girls just cool with that. The, the standards have been lowered, and again, it's yeah. because the self-respect, you know, that bar. 
for the self-respect has been lowered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned effective communication. I'm going to clarify what effective communication is. Mm-hmm. Effective communication is communicating more clearly and effectively requires some important skills. When you're trying to improve communication with your spouse, kids, boss, coworkers, learning these skills can deepen your connections to others, build greater trust, respect, and improve teamwork, problem solving, and overall social and emotional health. Mm-hmm. The pre, that's the preface. Now, with effective communication is knowing your audience. You can't mm-hmm. speak to people on a professional or collegiate level using elementary words. Mm-hmm. They've got beyond that. Your tone has to be in check. Body language has to be Oftentimes, mm-hmm. to clearly communicate your message, one of those parts is missing. So that's where the breakdown comes in. So, for instance, my wife tells me that I can't talk to my kids. I shouldn't talk to my kids using collegiate words. And I'm like, you know, do this, such, such, such. Use your tendons. I'm talking to my two-year-old, and he just sitting here with shit on his face, like, you know, daddy, what the hell are you talking about? What is, what is a tentensal? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the breakdown of communication is right there. So when we talk mm-hmm. to our, mm-hmm. our kids, we must remember we're talking to kids. When we're talking to adults, you must remember you're talking to adults, period. Mm-hmm. If you're not mm-hmm. looking me eye to eye, and my wife will tell you, I'll walk away. I'll end the conversation and leave it right there. Mm-hmm. But I do, I, not, I do believe – I. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Because if not, you're not – something will be missed. Now I got to go back mm-hmm. and repeat myself. I hate repeating myself, and we just got big air issues. So when you can focus and I can focus, then we can communicate so we won't have to come down this road again, essentially. So so I'm a believer in exposure to people, places, and things, right? Mm-hmm. Words, words especially, though, I'm a fan of. So for me, I don't believe that the words that you use in the household should be any less than the words that are used out in the community. You okay. know, so I would hate I would hate for my son to hear a word and feel inept or feel less than because he doesn't understand the conversation once he gets to it. Now, I think that it's a pride thing for me if I can't say it high level and then break it down to say it to their level. Like, hey, so what I'm saying is 
So say at high level, collegiate level, but then say, hey, you know, I don't know if that went over your head or not, but evidently you didn't hear it because you're doing the same thing. So let me break it down. Let me dumb it down a little bit for you. <laughs> and say it to the most simple. Please don't say that. <laughs> Please don't say that. But I'm just no, 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 no. I'm just saying in the sense of, again, I'm learning. I'm winging it. I got a five year old and a three month old. I, I, I don't, I don't claim to know everything. I don't claim to, you know, have full experience of it all either. So, for me, I'm just saying that I w- I do believe that the knowledge of, for instance, I've had my mother-in-law speak incorrect English, so to speak, around my five-year-old. <laughs> well, one of, the, one of the things that I've picked up on is that we've learned incorrect English by just listening to incorrect English in the household. So when you get a little comfortable, you know, you, you, you speak and you talk, well, amongst the masses, that might not be as pleasing, so to speak. That might you might be looked down upon for that. Not to say that it's right or wrong, but it's just a, it's, it's the fact of the matter. I'm gonna ask you so this. So my one, my thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you can pick up incorrect English by listening and hearing incorrect English, mm-hmm. you don't think you can pick up respect by watching and hearing respect? Most definitely. Most definitely. I hope and pray that any of your listeners that heard uh, me earlier heard the fact that I said deeds, not words. So you got to show respect. You have to show the level of respect that you expect for them to hold. Absolutely. Well, so, with that being I mean, said, I'm, I'm all for it. Hold the line. I'm going to introduce few more callers. Uh, one six seven seven. Your mic is live. Five nine three nine. Your mic is live. Seven four eight Good seven. Evening. Your mic is live. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Hey. Very Welcome. interesting. Hello, this is Mimi. Mimi, how are you? I'm good. Welcome. Um, so, to speak on the topic of self-respect. Okay. Um, I believe that you have to respect yourself. You can learn respect. It always doesn't come from your family. You have a choice to pick up respect. So my intake on learning from your family's members, you don't have to endure that. You could just teach your own self how to respect yourself. As long as you respect yourself, you know how to respect others. Okay. I like that. I guess yeah. like, um, I like in high school for me, I had to learn, like I'm still in high school, but going through high school, middle school, elementary you always have to learn how to respect your others or you're not going to learn how to treat, well, respect yourself or you're not going to learn how to treat other people, right? So I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, 
you have to respect yourself or the person you know you are to be able to respect others. Your grammar comes from you respecting yourself. Do you respect yourself enough to learn a certain language or anything like that? So I have a question for you. Go ahead. You're you're in high school, right? Yes, I'm 16. Okay. Okay, perfect. So my question is just your personal opinion. Um, do you think that when young ladies or young boys um, try to be someone they're not, like change their voice or trying to change their attitude to fit in with the masses, do you think that they lack self-respect? Um, well, my input on that is, well, it's back to the family thing. Your family raised you to be the person you are. They build you. They basically gave you the foundation. And mm-hmm. for me, I feel, well, me growing up with my uncle being Marlon and all the type of stuff, for me, it's like, for teenagers to, it's basically like not giving them what someone actually raised you for them to change their voice, change how their body looks or put on makeup because I'm a natural girl. I like, I don't wear makeup, but to be natural or anything like that, that just shows how you don't respect yourself. And it goes, it ties right back in. If you don't respect yourself as a young lady or a young man, you are most likely to feed into what the world percepts of you as. Um, they, they give you, like for me, they can give me anything, but I know who I am because I respect myself. And as long as I respect myself, what other people's opinions or what other people's ideas are of me doesn't really matter. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Man, that was beautiful. Mimi, please don't hang yeah, up. Yeah, like She hung up. I think yeah, she hit was. the that was right on the head. Yes, hey, I just want to speak real quick. Um, I'm actually in... I'm in the area of them. The only reason they hung up is because, you know, how radio works. You can't have too many people too close to one another. So they're still here. They're still listening. Thank you. So I love the fact that she kind of solidified our thought of it starts with the foundation. Period. As long as when the foundation is strong, as long as it's strong, they won't waver. They may rock or, you know, do their thing for a little bit, but the foundation is there. So even in them doing their thing, it's going to be done with respect. Right. I, I, think, I, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he, I agree with you guys. She did hit the nail right on the head. Um and when you talk about foundation, you know, at some point when Pastor is able to get on, I'm sure he'll confirm um, and then go into a little bit more detail. But the Bible says train them up and, you know, in the way they should go. That way when they get older, they won't part. But um, I have a question. So we're having a conversation about imparting foundation. And I think that we we've already spoken about how, the teaching is broken among in the homes. And so what would, what is the, the best piece of advice that you can give to a parent 
whether single or married, um, to start imparting self-respect into your children. Ronnell, please, you go ahead and start. Yeah. Okay. I would I would say first things first is solicit like minds. Solicit like minds to, you know, kind of inquire on, like, as a parent, man, okay, I know the atmosphere that I need my son or my daughter to be in. You know, how? what are the people in that atmosphere, you know, talking about? How do the people that look like me, what are they, you know, sharing? And how can I allow them to be around someone else? You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a going to the beauty salon or the barber shop or, you know, having that conversation that will uplift, you know, going to a life group or, you know, whatever it may be, um, just really connecting with community, connecting with community in a sense of, hey, it's, it's, this matters outside of the household, but it also matters to other people. So for me as a parent, it's trying to find other people that are, you know, that are looking to impart wisdom and direction into the youth that I can kind of direct my children in that area, but then also, you know, um, question them on some of my tactics, some of my thoughts, or some of my decisions that I make with mine. Because, I mean, again, I'm, I'm – I'm a I'm a huge proponent of, you know, hey, we winging it at best. You know what I'm saying? With the sure. different of age, different of time. I mean, heck, you know, I had somebody tell me that they would go that they Googled me today in a meeting and I'm thinking to myself, like, you Googled me? Like, really? Like, is that what we're doing now? Okay. Like I'm confused, <laughs> but okay. Well no, I just like to know who I'm talking to. Okay, so you know, whatever's on the internet is what provided you the, you know, information that you needed for this conversation, but, you know, kind of with that being said, it's just really having an understanding, like I said, in community, community, I would say community at best. You know, I agree um, with the brother, the community, the family, because it does take a village. However, it's not the village's responsibility, but Mm -hmm. you want to have the kids around someone and people who are going to intensify or support the lessons mm. that you're teaching at home. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm you got to have that, that fan club that, you know, that cheerleader. Well, essentially, so you, you need that support. Okay. You can't do it by yourself. Right. Because right. if my kid is going to go to your house, I'm going to need you to carry on what I have going on at home. You can't have him at your house doing what he want to do because Mm -hmm. at home, he can't do what he want to do. Now, hold that thought. I'm going to introduce another caller. Uh, 5289, your mic is live. Real quick, 7487, what's your thoughts? Um, We've been talking a lot about self-respect, so I'm gonna be straight. Um, one of the first biggest necessities about teaching self-respect, especially to your children, um, you gotta teach your children to love themselves and have confidence in who they are, and not hate themselves for who they are. 
or or some aspect of their personality or being of what you disagree with. A large part of developing self-respect is essentially self-confidence. I mean, they go hand in hand. A person who is confident in themselves respects themselves. So if you have a problem with a particular aspect of your child's personality because of the manner in which it makes them behave, eventually, if you don't teach the lesson right and get them to understand what the problem is, it will just turn into self-loathing. And usually with self-loathing comes a lack of self-respect. Usually that's when children start also, you know, as they get older, they push that out towards other people. Frankly, I'm, 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 I'm one of those people. Growing up, I, uh, I experienced a lot of bullying from various places, and a lot of it came from the, the I would say, uh, forward-speaking person that I am. I really don't hold back and pull punches. Unfortunately, that also caused me problems with a lot of, you know, the older people in my family because it was seen as highly disrespectful. But unfortunately, if the entire mentality came that way because not having grown up with uh, certain parental figures in my life and having experienced, frankly, disrespect from them, you know, at a young age. I mean, to be blatant, my own father, you know, I experienced blatant disrespect from him as a child with him just claiming that I was not his child. And, frankly, it just started causing me to develop problems with authority in general. I didn't mm-hmm. like the idea of having mm-hmm. to respect, you know, somebody just because I already had a bad idea of it simply from this one person. That doesn't mean others didn't try, but unfortunately, after a while, their lessons did not become as effective as they desired. It took me taking some hard knocks to the head to learn how to accept who I was as a person and learn how to respect myself and then in turn learn to realize if I wanted respect, I needed to show it. You know, I need to have a certain measure of respect for people. I need to expect, you know, that's the amount of respect. If I didn't get it, instead of sitting up there having a problem with it, move on. You got to mm. teach your kids to mm. respect themselves. You talk to them who they are. Dig that. Okay. Thank you. 5289. What's your thoughts? Good evening, everybody. Good evening. I'm back. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm late. Uh, but um, I'm, at this point, I'm just listening. I'm, I'm just listening. I don't have any input at the moment. Uh, just listen to you guys' thoughts about it, and then I will I will eventually chime in and give you my thoughts on it. I'm a little well, late. I apologize. <laughs> feel free. Right. I'm going to comment on the young brother. It sounds like um, my little yeah. cousin, and um, mm-hmm. the sad part about it is sometimes. Well. Let's be mindful that there is no handbook on parenting. There is no handbook on self-respect. So sometimes if we squeeze too hard, it can have that adverse effect. Mm-hmm. So like he was saying, you teach them while they're young. And as they get older, they may go out and experience some things and try some things like basketball shorts and, and you know, <laughs> teachers in school. But they know the foundation. Mm-hmm. And they will always come back to that foundation. That's why it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, I just want to comment yeah. even even to the young brother from 
you know, from a mother's perspective. I can't speak from a father's perspective because I'm not that, obviously. But from a mother's perspective, we were having a conversation. What was that? Just last week? I think it was just last Sunday. And from my perspective, I look at and I try to approach parenting my children um, like this. When, when they were born, you notice certain characteristics. You notice certain strengths almost immediately. Um, they begin to show you who they are as soon as they start walking and talking and doing different things. It's our job to mother them so that they can be or parent them so that we can drive those best qualities front, fast, and forward, up front. You know what I'm saying? It's um, that noticing them understanding their strengths, and then just motivating that that part of them to go forward and do great things or what have you, that helps with self-respect because they see that you notice them. They see that you notice what they're good at, what they're great at. And you don't mm-hmm. so much as focus on what they're weak in. Um, you know, like my 14-year-old is great at talking, has always been great at talking. He was, you know, saying sentences, full sentences at 18 months old, not just choppy words, but sentences at 18 months old. And the husband can tell you he would even start using words, use them correctly, but not know the meaning of them. And so we tasked him with, okay, you used the word, you used it right, now look up the definition. Um, But we started in... We, we built on that. You know, you have a whole lot to say. You talk a whole lot, but make sure that when you're talking, you're talking about something somebody wants to hear. Um, and so we kind of nurtured that, and that gave him, you know, started building his foundation for self-respect, self-worth, determination. And mm-hmm. um, I think that, when as parents, that's our challenge, that's our biggest challenge, is to sit, not mm-hmm. just reprimand them, but sit and watch them because they're going to show you who they are at a very early age. And it's up to you to help them become the best of that. Mm-hmm. I agree with it's that. Funny that you know, please, brother, I go agree. ahead. I agree. Oh, no, I was just going to say, Ms. Quick, I completely agree 100%. You know, there's something that um, a lot of leadership uh, areas that I've learned where, you know, kind of the four steps to leadership are, you know, knowing yourself, lead yourself, knowing others, leading others. And as a parent, it's totally, 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 like, conducive for you, or important, I should say, for you to understand and know who your child is. And as you said, you know, kind of major in the majors, minor in the minor. A lot of organizations and companies that I've spoken with or talked to, you know, they don't find the people that have weaknesses and how they can strengthen their weaknesses. They find the people who have strength, and their strength can be used for their benefit. So the idea, so the idea is to, as you stated, you know, kind of really point out those strengths but then also in self-reflect and self-esteeming, you know, knowing, hey, I'm good at this. I'm great at this. I'm a huge proponent of uh, of um, 
self-analyzing or, you know, doing self-assessment to give you kind of a platform or should I say the words to how you think, how you are. Um, and to the gentleman that spoke uh, about, you know, kind of his parents and or family that, you know, kind of some were there, some were not, um, the father that wasn't there, it's, you know, I'm going to let you know, be 100 with you, it's going to be difficult for you to grasp fatherhood, to grasp, you know, manhood in a sense of, like, not being taught and not having that relationship with, you know, that that father figure, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen. I mean, you're living proof that, you know, everybody goes through something, but they wake up. They have that, you know, hard knock. They have that low, that bottom level that's just impactful enough to say, you know what, I don't want to be here. I'm in this hog pen, and my my father own, you know, my father's servant don't eat the food that I'm eating type deal. So it's the idea of the fact that there is more, there is better, and that better is dependent upon what you desire to be better. I agree. You will find whatever it is you're looking for in someone you see regularly. Now, mm-hmm. one thing I can say about uh, family, especially when they are, for lack of better words, old people heavy. <laughs> <laughs> They're old people heavy. So, <laughs> that was a great disconnect. So, this young brother, who I know dearly, he was a talker. And you get around the, the elders of our family, they tell him to shut up. Mm-hmm. So now, he's bucking or rebelling, so he's talking more. And then it's like, now, real quick before I finish that, he has a lot on his mind because all he did was read books. He read, 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 like every week, every few days, a new book. You dig what I mean? So he has a lot, but he has nobody to open up to. Nobody wanted to listen to him. Especially with the old folks, all one of my uncles, all he did was read the Bible, watch the news, watch the news, read the Bible. So the disconnect was there. And like he said, his father wasn't there. So it just left him open and floating. He didn't really have that foundation that he wanted. So we got to home those strengths. We have to. If they're going to respect themselves, respect others, give me some feedback. What's your thoughts? I mean, to that end, you are absolutely not wrong. You know, I did have a lot more in me than just reading, but 
in all honesty, growing up, reading became my coping mechanism. Because mm-hmm. basically, I had to learn entirely the hard way about dealing with life. The first thing I had was the first thing I really, uh, you know, really learned how to do. Because, in fact, I did learn how to read at a extremely young age, you know, growing up with my mom. A brother kind of wanted to spend more time playing toys than he did, you know, actually learn how to read. So I jumped in her lap and grabbed her finger and made her point out word for word. But it was basically me learning how at first learning how to express myself. But essentially, the time went on, it was just, I mean, like Dylan said, and he's right, I, I, you do hit that point where it's like you got to learn, you know, you all how to be a man. That's where, you know, a lot of headaches came in trying to understand, learn from other figures, but not learning from the right figures, not understanding, you know what I'm saying, the dynamics, and especially the way it was, I know it was in my place, this terms of speaking, yeah, I didn't have that many people to talk to, I didn't have that many people to really talk with, but on top of that, I do have to, you know, point out the fact that in lacking my father, what ended up happening was I became an entirely independent person, forcing, you know, Getting to the point to where in which when I didn't get heard, I was almost forcing my opinion upon people. And this took me a while to actually learn to recognize the difference between, you know, actually expressing myself or somebody wanting to hit me and, you know, really just opposing upon people. For years, I had to deal with the fact that the first thing I had to learn how to do was learn how to understand things. And, you know, as you also said, you know, about self reflection, I'm a huge proponent of that. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite. Things is by uh, uh, Bruce Lee, there is no help but self help. I had to learn how to look internally, you know what I'm saying, to find, you know, answers to, to dealing with my circumstances. But overall, it's like, even with those experiences, I learned to realize there are times people will hear you, will hear you. there are times when you have to learn to realize, you know, you might be giving people more than they can handle. I had already tried to be, you know, a brainiac from a young age. I mean, it wasn't the only thing I was, but it was the thing I became the most of. I mean, it took me a while, but eventually my my athletic finish came back, my, my, my other face came back. But ultimately, when I didn't grow up with that father figure, having learned, it was just a hard way the entire way. It doesn't mean that I don't think I was, I didn't come out, you know, somewhat better for it because... For me, I almost became a man independent of having a father figure in my life. I still have my grandfather. He's up, like he said, he did, in fact, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with him. He did spend a lot of time reading the Bible, watching the news. But what ended up happening for me is I just started learning from the mistakes of others. I started learning and seeing, you know, the mistakes they were making, the mistakes I was making, so the parallel. And then it was like, okay, so what do I go from here? And then, you know, from there I started growing. But overall, when you don't have, when you don't have, you know, that the mm-hmm. kind of people necessary in your life to um, help with your growth and development, as to developing that that, that self respect as a person, it can, I think it could be worse, but there were some better things that were out there to help. Miss Quick. Give us some input on that young brother Smart. Um as far as self teaching. 
You know, I, I, I heard him, you know, say that. And I think when you – self-teaching is by far the hardest thing that I think that anyone can ever do. Um, why? Because when you are teaching yourself, how do you know that what you're learning is right when you don't have that example right in front of your face every day? Um don't get me wrong. I think that if I were lacking in an area, I'd try to teach myself as well. It's just that, um, gosh, when you when you do that, you got to be careful that, you know, in teaching yourself that you find, actively look for examples. Uh, we talked a lot about on a previous call and mentioned on some calls about how, when we were growing up, we had TV as examples. So, you know, being raised by my grandma, obviously there was a generational gap. And um, we had enough positive TV shows in my day to fill that. So I would say for self-teaching, when you're teaching yourself like that, you, you know, if you have positive TV shows or even in his case, he had books um, to help him try and steer in the right direction. I commend the young brother, honestly, because, you know, like so many people who lack in different areas for different reasons didn't have enough motivation to teach themselves. You know, they just don't, or they don't care enough. Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely commend them on that. Well, before we pay these bills, I have a quick question. I want you all to think about this. We're going to talk about leading by example in terms of self-respect. So hold your thoughts, hold your comments until after we pay these bills. From the streets to the pulpit is sponsored in part by Lumberjack Hair Co. Our products are high quality and all natural to give you the best results when it comes to beard and hair care. Lumberjack, for the men building culture around masculinity. Visit the website at www.lumberjackhairco.com. Hello. This is this is Annie again, speaking on the topic of learning, like, just learning things, uh, I feel like as teenagers, we can't always use the excuse of we've been in a type of situation, whether it be through abuse or anything like that, or drug use, it doesn't matter. We always have opportunities to teach and teach ourselves things, read things, because books are, they're accessible anywhere. So I feel like us learning things from different cultures, we're slacking, as teenagers, we're slacking in it, and we're hurting our generation and making repeat the cycle over again and have people look at us differently. So I feel as if we should encourage more because I know my grandparents, they, they would have not accepted S or Ds or Cs on my report cards. They always expected me to get As and Bs because they expected me to learn while I was in school. And what kids got to stop doing is just saying that the learning is 
school and learn more stuff out of school, like go to the library and things like that. So that's how I feel on the subject. Thank you. And I agree. You must utilize all the resources that you have around you to learn. Now, I'm a fan, and I believe that the biggest way to learn is through example. When it comes to self-respect, you watch for someone else. So, my brother, what's your thoughts on that? Lean by example. I don't know um, if you're talking about me or not. Oh, okay, yeah. Somebody else. Go ahead. Um, talking on learning self-respect, I mean, like I said before, um, you learn to respect yourself more when you learn to understand yourself, and especially when you learn to, you know, find something you're good at and, you know, achieve that. And frankly, academia for a while was what gave me a lot of self-respect, but unfortunately, also in the conditions and in the schools I went to, that was so diminished because when it comes to trying to cultivate self-respect, unfortunately, we often, we as people, often will seek external validation. Essentially, when you want to become, when you want to highest level of self-respect for yourself, you have to validate yourself, okay? Now, that can be a very challenging process, primarily in the fact that while you may see certain aspects of yourself and how you react to certain certain situations as justified, what you fail to do is open your mind to a broader level of understanding on how to express yourself and, and you know, learn the kind of results you want in interacting and, and going out and, and, you know, expressing yourself to the world that gives you a feeling of, you know, completeness. Sometimes if you consistently, you know, validate your own worst behaviors is justified, what ends up happening is you create a mindset of what will basically be considered a business mindset. You get used to the whole idea of, you know, people looking down on you, and unfortunately, you do create a situation where you become empowered by constantly being, you know, a burden or a pain upon others and pushing others away essentially almost developing what is known as an social, you know, temperament. And in the long run, that will always hurt you. In the long run, when you don't have the self-respect to, you know what I'm saying, demand to be treated in a manner in which someone else wants themselves to be treated, what you end up doing is creating the perfect excuse for people to want to treat you poorly. And then after a while, when you're tired of it, you know, it becomes a downward spiral where you just like, you know, where did I go wrong? But again, as you said before, self-reflection is highly important. So for me, when it came to developing that self-respect, it really came to expanding my, uh, I would say, my level of interest and, and, and my, my manner of expression to find, you know, more ways to achieve. But at the same time, again, even achievement, seeking achievements are self-respecting because it is still just seeking external validation. Overall, one must just 
almost learn to accept themselves as they are, learn to become a better person, you know, learn to find their faults and flaws and improve. And, you know, they have to learn how to find, you know, the means to extend that same respect to others, even if they don't have that level of respect for themselves or others. You know, don't, if you have a high level of respect for yourself, you know, it's not a matter of sitting there and tolerating disrespect, but don't sit up there and waste your time always trying to get into an argument or conflict over the issue of somebody disrespecting you. Sometimes you just got to learn to let that go and be like, hey, that's how you're going to act, that's how you're going to be. I still got enough respect for me to not end up, you know, acting like that. Dig that. So. Ronnell, what's yeah. your thoughts Yo, on that? Yeah. I- yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's thoughts are their own. And, you know, what I was saying earlier as far as, like, knowing yourself and leading yourself, like, know how you work, know how you kick, know the things that you want, right? I may, you know, prefer one food versus another. I may prefer one drink versus another. That doesn't mean if you don't prefer it that I'm wrong. That just means that you don't prefer it, right? But at the same time, with the respect of, hey, we're we're looking to you know uh, we're looking to lead by example and we're looking to have to a higher calling so to speak where um, the standard that we set is not just about us mm-hmm. it's about those that are watching us you know I always talk to you know a few a few folks about you know hey man somebody is always watching matter of fact funny quick real quick story. I'm walking through, uh, what was it, Publix, probably with the program, one of them parking lots today, and it was a it was a plastic bag that was flying through the uh, through the parking lot, and everybody was passing it, nobody did anything. They was just, you know, it was just flying or whatever. Then at the end of the parking lot, some lady ran and jumped and caught it and then threw it away. And then I told her, yo, that was a great catch. She was like, man, I wasn't even, I didn't even know anybody was watching. Like, that's the thing. You never know who's watching. Somebody is always watching you no matter what you do. So those experiences that you either learn from watching somebody else or you end up doing, you know, those are kind of the pages in the book of your life. Those are the chapters. Those are the things that allow for you to become who you are, right? And in knowing yourself, it's leading yourself accordingly. Like, for instance, financially. If I know I'm bad with finances, man, I need to talk with somebody that's good with me so they can help me out, you know. But I know I'm good in, you know, other areas. How do I level that out? How do I level set in a sense? How do I get myself to a point to where, you know, now I'm doing things according to the way that I want, that, that I see and that I, that I know are correct? When Miss Quick was talking about, you know, self-learning, right, there's a lot of things that, I mean, I, I heard the old term, if you want to hide something from a, you know, put it in a book. We don't use the N-word, I don't believe, on this uh, publication. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to hide something from a, put it in the book, right? So for me, I'm searching, bo- I'm searching through books, and I weed through it. I sift through the books to see, like, yeah, that applies to me. No, nah, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah, that that's right on, on point. No, nah, that ain't even, you know, kind of what I'm looking at. But it's taking note, right? So it's you understanding that there's a right and a wrong and you understanding that, hey, you know, through this quote unquote self help book or, you know, these things to 
established me educationally. No, I'm not looking down on anybody else, but I am understanding my self-worth. And your self-worth then establishes what, okay, hey, no one can just tell me who I am because I know who I am and I know my values that I have. Go ahead, Mr. Quick. No, I would just say absolutely I agree with you. Um, You made a point earlier, you know, people are always watching, especially young eyes. Um, Being at home, young eyes are always watching. So respect starts at home. Let's talk about that. Let's talk uh, about how. I want to say one thing, go go back to um, the young brother said, he was he was saying you also look for self validation. And I wanna go back and, and say, look, you know, this parenting thing, it's not perfect, you know, and like the one brother said, it's we we flying by the seat of our pants, you know, it's we figuring it out day by day, minute by minute, and we're not gonna be right. I mean, we're gonna have some, some mess ups along the way. But for me, when you talk about self or talk about validation and the lack of validation, um, I think that that's something that we as parents have to carry um, because we, it's up to us to validate our children um, first and foremost so that they don't have to go through a self-validation. Um, but it, you know, you know, for the brother who got the girls, you know, tell them that they're pretty, tell them that you know, their hair is beautiful, and, you know, you tell them that they are their perfect size, and, you know, you validate every part of them so that they don't have to go out and search for it. Um, because when you start to self-validate, you also start to, we, we talked a little bit last week, I think, about, about putting on masks, because when, when you go through a self-validation, you don't really know what other people deem as, uh, good looking or you know as smart so you kind of start trying on masks to see you know what kind of feedback you're going to get from the world so I think it's very important for the parents who are listening to start validating your children at a very young age because if we miss that then you know we're, we're going to miss a whole lot I think that's very important for us to validate our kids well you I take really it from appreciate me. it Took it straight to the house because that's exactly where I was going with it. It does start at home, and we must remember to validate and affirm. And as you do it, it becomes mm-hmm. second nature. The more that they hear it, then they're gonna be able to recite it, and then they're gonna start believing it. Then they're gonna start living it. If you don't do it. Starting out at home, then that guy on the street will, he's going to tell them everything that you didn't tell them. That broad mm-hmm. on the street will tell them everything that you didn't tell them. They're going to wonder why it's so hard to pull away from. Right. And then, and then you know, um, God, just Another thing, one of my pet peeves, and we, we talked about this, you know, my husband and I, one of my pet peeves are don't, don't be a victim. Don't ever be anyone's victim. 
Like, you are victorious. Even when, you know, like, I was coming down on one of our sons and because um, he wasn't listening to instructions and stuff. And so, and then he started crying and, you know, it was like, it's like you just been on me all day. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. Don't, you're not my victim. You are my son and I love you. You know, don't ever make yourself my victim. Don't ever be anyone else's victim because you are not that. You know, and it's just one of those that's part of affirmation. But, you know, when we see our children try to even turn the wheels on us to become a victim, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I got to pump my brakes and come back off of you a little bit because now I got to teach you, like, yo, you're not going to flip this on me. You're not going to be my victim. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to carry. It's a lot of weight to carry. I know it is. Um, we do it every day, but the, the thing about it is, is that when you look at where we are in this world, we we can't we can't afford to miss an opportunity to teach our children to affirm them, or you know, to 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 impart self respect into them. We we can't afford to miss a moment like that. Wow. 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 I just had a conference call with my team. And I said, the acronym of this year, this upcoming year, is now. No opportunity wasted. No wow. opportunity wasted. Mm-hmm. You just said it. You just said I mean, you, you said it right there. No opportunity wasted, whether it's a peer, whether it's, you know, like, hey, I got daddy issues, I got mommy issues, I got, you know, um, I'm, I'm a parent, I got kids, young kids, and I'm trying to figure out. How to rear, no opportunity wasted. Like there's only a certain amount of sand in an hourglass. You know the amount of sand that's at the bottom that's been wasted, right? That's gone, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's at the bottom. But you, you don't know the amount that's still pouring through, right? So you can't allow mm-hmm. for that sand that's leaving to be wasted. You got to take hold of that opportunity. That's no, that was that was pivotal what you just said. I appreciate that, Miss Quick. Thank you. I want to uh, invite everybody to the Miss Quick Show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know whether yeah, it's Miss Quick or Mister Quick, it's quick. Look, it's quick, but the call is long. Look, you know what I'm saying I love it though. <laughs> hey, do not blow smoke up my ass. Backwards and tell me that I'm farting, okay? Don't do that. <laughs> what we're going to do is always remember that half of us are old now. It's about our kids. It's about uh, Mimi, who just called. It's about uh, Wesley, who's on the line. And it's about uh, Ronell, who has young kids. It's about us who have young kids. So all the things that we do or have gone through or have made the mistakes in doing, this is our opportunity to right those wrongs. It's our opportunity to to impart that knowledge that we picked up somewhere, like the acronym for now. Let's not waste it anymore. 
We don't know how much is at the top. We got to make each and every one of them count. Every grain of that sand must count. Preach. I'm a mute the mic. <laughs> now, oh, I'm gonna mute right now. He's acting up right now. But what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put my brother on the spot. He's on the line listening. Five two eight nine. Mark, what you got? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Just listening to everything. Um, yeah, I'm, it starts from home. Um, I don't care how you you slice it uh, with your with your kids. It starts it starts from home. Um, I go back to I was listening to the young man Wesley um, about uh, father figure and you know. And that kind of bothered, that bothered him or whatever. Um, you have to. You, you okay? Like he said, he read, he read a lot of books, but you don't know what you don't know. So you can't teach. You can't. You. You can't teach. Self-respect from. I mean, you can't learn that in a book. That has to be taught from home, um, from the parents. And um, it's, for instance, with me, for instance, uh, me with my situation as a kid growing up, um, I had, and you know the story, Marlon, I was raised by my uncle and my aunt, you know, wasn't raised by my mom and my dad. Okay, at first that bothered me, you know, um, because I didn't have a dad figure in my life or whatever. Um, well, my uncle was my dad, and I thank God for that. But um, I didn't have my biological father, my biological mom in my life, so I could have, um, I could have been bitter, um, you know, about it, you know, after you know I became a young man, a young adult, or whatever. But what I did was um, I, gra- I I looked around. And I'm talking about as a young kid. I'm talking about as a teenager. There's any teenagers that can listen to this right now. What I did, I looked around. I looked around my family, and I was like, let me, let me, you know, I, I, I grasped onto somebody, something that I liked, that somebody, to somebody that was doing something positive. And um, I was like, you know what? That's what I want to be. I want, I want to, I want to do something positive. You know, I want to, I want to be like them. And, um, they actually didn't know that until I got grown or whatever that I actually, I grasped onto them and I was like, hey, you know, when I got grown or when I told them, I was like, hey, I want to be like you, you know, or whatever. But, you know, that's that's what I would do. As, um, and that's what I did as a young kid. I'm sorry. Um, that's, either, that's, that's either boy or girl. Just look for something positive in your family. Uh, look for something positive uh it can even it don't even have to be your family. It can be your your, your friends. Uh, but surround yourself with positive things. Um, as far as uh, respect goes, um, that one, like I say, it starts from home. But if you don't have it at home, uh, that's uh, 
that's a little that's a little hard for me to to, to kind of speak on because I was like you know and anybody can chime in on that like okay where do you learn self-respect I mean where do you learn that from um, but as far as uh, you know like I say my 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 upbringing I just you know I, I just look for positive things I always want to be around positive people you know I, and you know that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I mean, just surround yourself with positive people, you know. You know, but I'm I'm thinking back off that. Now, uh, two things I want to say. One, disrespect and the tearing down of respect also start at home. If you're calling the your daughters are helpful or, or bitch or wanks or whatever, that's tearing them down. So in the school, they're going to feel or believe that that's acceptable and that's not. But once again, it starts at home. My second yeah. point, Wesley, um, you're my young cousin. And I apologize. I am truly sorry that we wasn't more embracive to your situation and more of a better or positive example, being that you lost your father. Uh, Well, I'm sorry, you lost your dad, didn't know your father. As a family, we were supposed to step up, and we didn't. And I'm sorry for that. And I think, I think, I think, I think we can go forward with just to pick it back on that real quick, Wesley. I think we can go forward with um, with Wesley's situation because if we go back, Marlon, um, to where we was trying to still learn how to be a man. You know what I'm saying? So it's no way we could have shown Wesley how to be a man because we were still learning. So, but that that's not no excuse. But in our family, the men should have the men should have stepped up, knowing Wesley's situation, and should have stepped in and showed him the way. Because we couldn't have shown them, but of course now we can, you know, lead by example or whatever. But I'm just saying, back then we didn't have that. We didn't even have, you know, men that, that really show us how to be a man. I mean, we was taught right. We was taught right from wrong, and we was taught right from wrong, and you know, what to do and what not to do. Uh, but when it comes to uh, everyday life and everyday situations, I mean, we was taught that, you know, you take your problems to the Lord. You know, you, you know, you, you, that, you know, that's, and that's, that's, hey, that's the number one thing that you do. You take, you know, you, you learn prayer, you learn, you learn the Lord. You, you know who you go to when you, when, when you're down and out, when you don't have, we, we learn that, but we didn't learn how to, um, like to deal with, like, for instance, me, you know, I wasn't, you know, nobody came to me and was like, okay, I know that, you know, 
your dad ain't raised you or whatever, but, you know, hey, I'm your dad. Or, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's, you know, don't, I mean, like I said, nobody stepped up for Wesley in that in that way. And, you know, like I said, it's no way that we could have done it because we was young men trying to, you know, try to learn how kind of find our way. But, like I said, it's never too late, and you always lead by example. Like the young brother said, um, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but, like he said, somebody's always watching you. So you lead by example. So, the reason know, why I'm saying we could have been better examples for him to learn from. You know, we have uh, it's older than us who didn't. But either way it goes, if he was without, and family, yeah. we're without as well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I want to say, I want to say, honestly, you know, yeah. There was some time, you know, saying, you know, once you say I just step up, but the truth of the matter is, it wasn't like I didn't learn lessons. It wasn't like I didn't actually learn because, as I said before, sometimes you learn the hard way. The hard way I ended up learning. When we had issues, we had conflict, you know what I'm saying? That was when I learned about, you know, proper ways of resolving and dealing with issues, how to properly, you know, deal with topics. Because the number one thing I truly ended up learning was that, you know, when it comes to dealing with how to approach a situation without ever having somebody teach you, you know, you just learn from the, the mistakes you made more than anything. You know, with all the stuff I went through, sometimes, you know, the weapons I had to take, you know, it did toughen me up because at the end of the day now, even though there are times I hate to think, I hate to look at it that way, I can't admit one thing. Some of the weapons I got from the way I acted in the family and them not understand it, made it a lot easier to deal with the real world because even now, for a while, I used to have a whole idea once I really started coming into, you know, trying to be myself, I had this idea of I don't want to be nobody's role model. Ironically for me, that ended up becoming the, that's the very thing I became. Many of my younger friends, many of the young people I meet, they end up seeing me as a role model because of my headstrong attitude, my, you know, straightforward, take no bull approach. But as far as between us as fans and personally, I'm just glad that at the end of it all, there wasn't no bad blood left. At the end of the day, there never really was any. We had conflict. We were trying to, I'm sorry, there's somebody rolling around on a car rocket. We had conflicts. We had, you know, we had our issues. We had, you know, our misunderstandings. But it was also through having to take, deal with those issues, deal with those misunderstandings, that I learned how to deal with, you know, how to be a man with the outside world. Sometimes you just got to learn that. You gotta take a more, you gotta take a more civilized approach to dealing with something than yeah. just letting that anger and that issue that I developed with authority, you know, take a hold in me and just, just activating that fight in me. Because that was one thing that did happen, you know, especially once I got over as a teenager, not having a father figure. I became, frankly, I became a very angry, you know, at times violent individual. That's how stress, massive, because I'm going to realize. You know, maybe you can one day become capable of beating everybody. But the first thing I really had to learn to understand was, why was I get, always getting those kind of conflicts? And for that, because, I mean, there were times I know we didn't always have it perfect, but you know there were times we sat, you know what I'm saying? We might have been playing some video games. We might have been watching, you know, a TV show both like, but those are the moments I learned just as much good, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, 
you know, that those men man talk just as much as it was a conflict. Frankly, I don't see it as a total loss. I learned how to be a man either way. I learned how to figure out how to, you know, that I had to stand up. I had to take care of myself. I had to learn how to be there for others, even if it wasn't always the case, you know, with others being there for me. But I thought I let it, you know, break my stride now. I still got love and respect for them. What is that? Big Yo, I, lo- I love that he ended it with simple as that. Like, so, you know, Mr. Quick, I do appreciate you taking ownership and, you know, a lot of the family saying, hey, the men in the family should have been there for him. Um, I would love to, you know, kind of express the sense of I understand where the young man is coming from being that that's where I was, so to speak, in um, my family. I was a child of, you know, a uh, a future professional basketball player that was blamed on because of my birth that he didn't make it to the level that everyone expected to. You know, there was a um, aspect where my family definitely could have stepped in, but there were so many things that it, my dad did wrong that I learned from that to me it was it was more positive in my life. I'm more grateful and thankful for the man that he made me by me recognizing the wrong that he did. Ideal. I mean it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, I understand the family, you know, as a whole feeling like, hey, we need to, as a family, be a community and take hold of these younger folks. But everybody got to learn on their own, and they're going to learn their own way, whether it's working on the corporate side, whether it's working on, you know, for self, whether it's working in the streets, whether it's working with, or like growing up within a family, you learn gains and losses. You learn wins That's and true. losses, so to speak. That's you true. know what I mean? And you learn from both of them, from both aspects. So both are valuable, right? But but it, they don't define you in the sense of uh, those outcomes. What defines you is how do you respond from And as the young man said, you know, through life now and in the real world, you know, it's looked at and understood that, hey, it's me by me in a sense. You know, what fraternity are you with? Me by me. At the end of the day, I got to worry about me. Because at the end of the day, I can only control me. Yeah, you can. I'm going to go back and mute. I can tell you. No, you don't got to mute. I want you to hear this, and you may want to come back or something. Yes, sir. We have a lot of examples of what to do and what not to do. Both are just as valuable. Just like my brother mentioned earlier, I wasn't raised with my biological mother nor my biological father. But I'm not going to be like that with my kids. So I learned not to be like that. Yeah. I learned that the streets isn't more important than my family. They don't have a priority over my family. We had to learn that the hard way, but it was a lesson that was learned. So I'm thankful to my biologicals for those lessons. Yeah. 
period. Yes, sir. But at the end of the day, we have nothing else. So my family, we all we got. Yeah. Yeah. We all we got. One hundred. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Exactly. I mean, I know I made a lot of friends that helped me out, but. Family, better words as long as they're there, you can't beat them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Especially ours. There's no more resilient group of people, except for black folks, than my family. <laughs> you can't stop. That's because you got to. Hey, that's because you got to learn from whether you want to or not. You got to deal with it. Problem's baby, man. I had to fight all of them. <laughs> Including me. In- including Wesley. Listen, bro, but when I was young. I'm a pretty big dude. Even when, I was, even, when we, even when we talked when I was a teenager, you know what I'm saying? We were still grown, but I sell our weight and buy a solid 150 pounds. That was a life lesson for both of us. But at the end of the day, he know all he had to do was call. Right, wrong, indifferent. We gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And he gonna be there for yours. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Now, I'll tell me the situation so I'll know what bag to grab. But either way it goes, I'm coming. Now, my older brother that's on the phone, he gives some stories, I'm sure, and if he starts spitting any of them, I swear I'm going to mute his mic. <laughs> but, Ronnell, bro, streets, listen, yes, me and this guy right here, from spending the night to when I used to put on my boots to fight to crying and talking about our current situation that we both share similarly. My age from day one is right down the line. And I'm very impressed with the man that he... very impressed. I had a little glitch right there for a moment. But I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the man Wesley has become. I'm impressed. For all the the issues that we had growing up, see these brothers on this side, the positive side, the successful side. It's very impressive. I thank God that I'm here to witness it. To my niece who was just on the line, to see her on this side is impressive. 
She had great role models. To that point, it all starts at home. Yep. Period. Sorry to be all the middle. At home is where the heart is. Home is where the lessons are taught. And, you know, home is where you got to go at the end of the day. So, so it's going to be there for you. Home is always there for you. My family is always there for you. With that being said, Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Um, I think that for the listeners out there, we just kind of want to throw out a disclaimer. <laughs> um, you know, we talk a lot and we open up a lot and, you know, share about our family and how we grew up and stuff. And I just want to say that to our parents, to our family, you know, we're not we're not dogging you out for how you brought us up. We're grateful, we're appreciative. Um, we love you and regardless of the method, I think the end result speaks for itself. You know, if if you have a son or a daughter who's out there who has, you know, lived a good life or living a good life and doing things as right as they can and walking down, you know, the the right path, then, you know, you did your job. It's, again, there's no handbook on it. It's imperfect. Um, It's trial and error. Lying by the seat of your pants is all of that. But um, when it's all said and done, when you can look back and look at the young man or young woman that your child has become, you know, I think you've got something to smile about. Yeah, I agree. Right, I I can't help but agree. I, I mean, goodness, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it that? Because I tell you, if if Miss if Miss Do- if, if Miss Hayes. Uh, didn't instill anything in you, or, or didn't teach you res- teach you how to respect the elders, or or teach you right from wrong. You'd be cussing everybody out, calling in. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, hey, I'm hey, go very far. Hey, there's a shout out. We 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 know. Yeah, we know. You know. We know it's Miss Hayes, you know. Hey, it can be rough, but hey, this what this what rough got you. It got you, it got you married with a wife and kids, successful, and a talk show. That's that's where that's where it got you. So I'm gonna leave it right there. Exactly. One thing exactly that, the end result. The end result yes, is the product of. Of all that. Now, yeah. I can't only give her the credit because, like I said, I was the baby uh, yep. generation. 
So you have to credit everyone. Now, although I used to um, hate going to church, uncle who's the pastor, he instilled something. My aunt instilled something. My cousins, who are like my siblings, instilled something. They sacrificed. That's called a tribe. Absolutely. That's, 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 one of, that's, 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 that's the saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Absolutely. But I'm very mindful that it was not the village's responsibility. Nope. But they did. I had a cousin, but you, like you I said, like my sister. When I had a problem, we would go lay at the foot of her bed and talk. When I was young, she used to carry me to the stove on her back. I had a cousin who's like a sister. When I got stuck in the tree, she caught me. She told me to let go. She got me. Understand this. That that's not funny, man. When it comes to family, it started at home. My family taught me how to respect everyone. We don't look down on anyone or anybody for their situation or circumstances. This is the lessons that the family taught. They taught that you got to go out and work. You don't take nothing from anybody. So all this was poured into that pot of self-respect. So the village, I think to answer that question, because there's no more village, that's the reason why the self-respect nowadays is limited. I agree. I mean, they, you know, I totally agree. I mean, they, you know, it's, it, it, ain't, it ain't villages no more. You know, you know, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't the neighbor, you know, spanking you on your backside for doing something wrong. You know, it, it ain't none of that anymore. You know. Yeah, the parents ain't doing that. We got away from that. Yeah, exactly. We just not got away from that. But you know, I understand. This, you know, we in different times and all the way. You know, different society. You know, different world we live in now. From when when we first, you know, when we was kids or whatever, totally different. So that's why I I think think that. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. No, I was just saying, I just think that's why we have to, like, approach, like, um, we have to approach life now uh, different. We have to, uh, we have to approach, uh, like, things that we, you know, we, as far as with kids these days and, and, and upbringings and stuff like that, we have to, we have to attack it from a different angle. Um, I'm talking about our generation because, you know, new generation now, you know, I'm on the which I can't quite understand it, but you know, as you know, now we're grown adults. I'm gonna say past grown adults, um, and we have to now figure out how to 
you know, reach this, reach the youth now, and to say, uh, and and to teach them self-respect, and um, and the pretty much to teach them how to be, you know, to be um, productive members of society. So that's it's our turn now. I mean, and the dialogue starts now with this talk show, you know. So, you know, that's my take on it. We're going to introduce Pastor to the line. He joined us late, but better late than never. <laughs> Hello to everybody. Hello. Hey, Pastor. Good evening. So what, so what is the good word for tonight? I just heard of, uh, I guess, about the last five minutes. Um, I'm sorry I had to. Do a little overtime tonight, revival again. But uh, I just want to dial in at least and just kind of see what you guys are talking about. We're talking about now. Right now, what was the acronym for now? Sorry about that. Hold on. It is no opportunity wasted. That's right. We're talking about that relative to um, self-respect. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, without knowing what you guys have discussed, I can, I can, I can tell you how I feel about um, self-respect. It's something that. we all should have, but it's also something that we should share. You know, self-respect can be passed on to countless other people. I mean, you know, um, this is this is what the Bible says. It says that the power of death and life is in your tongue. So if I take the time to go out of my way to tell a young person or a young lady or even another brother, if I tell him, hey, man, you, that's a sharp haircut right there. Well, if I tell him that, then it's a good chance he may continue to wear it that way. So, in other words, all you know, you guys have probably discussed it, but self-respect is something we should all have, but it's also should something that we all should share. We should give it to uh, others and, and, and allow that thing to spread and grow and multiply and all of that because uh, it's lacking in the world today. You know, it's been replaced by... You know, greed and 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 stuff and uh, grandizement and stuff like that. You can't you can't live like that. You know, we've got to have. Uh, we should care how we look, how we carry ourselves, how we talk, and really, to be honest with you, we should really care what other people think. We say we don't, but you know what? Jesus asked a question one time. He said, "Who do men say that I am?" And, you know, he just asked a simple question: "Who do men say that I am?" They told him, some people say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah. He said, yeah, well, okay, what I'm really getting at is who do you say that I am? So there should be some people that it really matters, uh, you know, what they think of us. So self-respect, again, I reiterate, is something we should have, is something we should should share, and we should be concerned with uh, uh, the opinions of some, not all, but of some. So... Uh, that's my little spill on it. And again, God did say, 
the power of death and life is in the tongue. So there's nothing wrong with lifting up a kid or lifting up uh, a young lady or lifting up your wife or lifting up your friend, you know, encouraging them. Man, you, you did a good job on the line tonight. Uh, you know, man, I like the way you keep that car. You know, that's an investment. Make sure you take care of it. You know, all of those things, man, it generates and spreads self-respect. Spread it. And spread it on thick. Yeah, man. Extra thick. That can never be too much, right? No, 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 no. You don't want it. You don't want it to turn to arrogance, but at the same time, man, you have got to. I mean, man, I got kids that uh, wouldn't even lift their head, wouldn't lead their mom and dad, but after telling them, you know, you're a beautiful young lady, you're a handsome young man. Uh, you did an awesome job, you know, uh, in that basketball game or whatever, whatever. Uh, and now their head is up. You know, they, they feel like I am somebody. And we have that responsibility, you know, to pour that in. I heard you say something about no opportunity wasted. Every day we have opportunities. But most of the time we do waste it. Well, that's none of my business. That's not my kid. You know, you can you can, you can can show concern and, uh, you know, spread some self-respect without overstepping your bounds. You can just smile at them. You can just wave at them. I mean, at least little thing will make a kid feel great. Mm. I agree with that. Am I the only one that agree with that? No, oh, I agree. No, I definitely agree. Completely. Sometimes it's more impactful for somebody outside of the home to tell you, great job, you look good. To just affirm, going back to the affirmation. You want to speak life. Period. Why not speak life into your loved ones? Your loved ones doesn't limit to who you have the biological, the paternal, or the relationship with. Your loved ones is the people who God have created. God is love, and they're your loved ones. Just my take. I think, you know, for for the callers and listeners and the streamers and stuff, I think what I want to say is is we have so many different people, i.e. celebrities and people in different positions who – um, who you look at and it's it's like getting pregnant and having kids is a fad and it's it's almost like the 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 reason that you know we we, we want to have babies or desire to to have children is because of what so and so did or because oh they so cute and um you know, it's almost like, you know, they, they go and have a baby like they go and buy a purse, you know. 
and it's, it's nothing against those kind of folks, but I just want to say that this is real. You know, raising children, having children, first birthing is real. Um, nothing cute about it. It's absolutely real. And then, you know, you, you bring them home, the sleepless night is real. The food is real. Like you have to really, your entire life changes, and you have to be not only physically prepared for that, but you have to be mentally, spiritually, and emotionally prepared for that purpose. And you have to understand that this is a life that at some point will be um, a young adult and then an adult. You have to raise them to be a productive citizen of society. And, you know, when you when you think about having a family, I just like, just consider that because at some point, you know, you're going to be challenged with teaching your children these things. And you have to be smart enough to where if it was something that you didn't get as a child, that you didn't learn as a child, that you go out and get that education so that you can pass it to your child. Um, you go out and find that village to help you impart these qualities and these, this foundation with your, in your child because it, it's absolutely important. I mean, this, this is nothing, you know, again, you, you cannot miss the opportunity to do that. So that's it for me. No opportunity wasted. Is there any more to be said? No opportunity wasted. Family, we have covered so much. And I am eternally grateful for each and every one of you. Ranel, you are now an honorary member of my family. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you very much. It is it's touching to hear and see cards that God has given us to continue to teach our youth, to teach each other, to affirm each other, to congratulate, compliment, all those good things, to speak life to each other. It cannot stop when this episode ends. We have to every day to someone. If we're going to turn around our current situation, we have to. So, That is our challenge. We're going to affirm every day for a week somebody outside of your family. You should do it to the family, but outside to some random strangers and see how 
that day, their day, would turn around. Who's with me? I'm with you on that. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. There we go. So, Pastor, we're going to start an affirmation challenge. Are you ready? Okay, repeat that again. You broke up on me. We're going to start an affirmation challenge. Okay. Every day for a week, you must affirm to a stranger. Of course, to your family as well, but to a stranger. You got to speak life. That sounds that sounds great, man. Uh, not being funny, but uh, we're doing what we should have been doing, and I am so proud of of everyone. And uh, it's gonna make what I do so much easier now because um, God never meant for me to run around the entire world trying to encourage everybody. Um, you know, you you gotta sometimes encourage yourself, and then go and encourage others, and. Um, that makes what I do a whole lot easier, a whole lot easier. So I, the Bible says, be careful how you, you know, deal with strangers because you may be dealing with an angel unaware. In other words, there are perfect strangers that need to be, um, you know, encouraged, absolutely encouraged. This is the next step beyond the, the love challenge. And, um, you know, if you do this, I'm I'm telling you, you'll start to see people lift their heads. You'll start to see people drop things that, you know, bags that they shouldn't be holding, they'll drop them. You know, encouragement goes a long way. It just makes your, you stick your chest out a little bit like, you know, I am somebody. I'm I'm worth, you know, I'm worth waiting on. I'm worth, I'm, I'm worth it, you know, so this is a great thing. There you have it. So, we're going to end this. Um, before we do, is everyone's hearts and mind clear? Yes. Yes, sir. Pastor? Yes, sir. Wesley? Yes, sir. Well, we're going to assume that his is because he hasn't said anything. Pastor, please go ahead and pray us out. No doubt. Lord, thank you so much for all that has uh, taken place on this line tonight. Even though I wasn't on here for the bulk of it, I can feel your presence on this line. I can feel beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have gotten glory out of this. Because it's something that needed to be not only discussed but also imparted. Someone needed to realize how important self-respect really is. It's about how we carry ourselves, and when we carry ourselves the right way, that 
let folk know who we are. It lets us know what we believe in. And it lets them know, you know, that we do care about ourselves. And, Lord, help us to know, Lord, that self-respect can mean the difference between absolute life and death. If a young lady uh, is given self-respect, more than likely uh, she's going to keep her legs closed because she knows that what she's carrying is a gift. I pray, God, that men, grown men, can first of all have self-respect themselves uh, so that young men can look at them and gain respect just by watching. But then that the men can impart life and tell them, listen, my young brother, you are too handsome, too intelligent. Your future is too bright uh, for you to do what you're doing. Let's try it like this, and I'm going to be right here with you and walk you through this. But not just people we know, God, but also strangers, people that may not look like us, may not do what we do. We'll tell them, you know what, if, if, if we don't have something good to say about them, we're not going to say anything at all. Matter of fact, God, we're going to find something good. If it's nothing but they got one good tire on their car, we're going to say, you know what, you, you, are, you are fourth of the way there. You keep digging, and you're going to be amazed at how things turn out. But we're going to do this. We're going to spread your goodness, your kindness, your love, your mercy. And to be honest, God, when we say self-respect, all we're doing is just offering people you. That's exactly what we're doing. And, God, it's not just the males, but the females also. I pray that we can do this within our families, on our jobs, but that we can do this everywhere that we go. And, God, it's just a good feeling that's going to come over us knowing that we care about society. So thank you, God. Thank you for what this line represents. Thank you for the uh, what this line is covering. And thank you so much for all these that are participating. It's making a difference. Your word says if one person has changed, that all of heaven rejoices. Somebody was blessed tonight, God. Somebody was blessed. So keep your hand on this line. Keep your hand on Brother Quick and his wife and then these other brothers, God. Help them to God to continue to spit that truth because the truth is what's going to make the difference. We love you, we honor you, we praise you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That concludes From the Streets to the Pulpit. To my family, I love you. My wife, my spirit mate, I love you. My brother and pastor, I love you. Mark, Wesley, Ronell, I love y'all, and I thank y'all very much. So let's do what we are commissioned to do, spread it forward. That's our charge. Take control of it. Spread it forward. Speak life. That concludes From the Streets to the Pulpit. Next week, same time, same channel, Tuesday and Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.